I'm Larissa, and I want to help you find the best strategy for communicating the magic and wonder of your jewelry brand so you can thrive by doing what you love and filling the world with beauty and creativity. Welcome to the Joy Joya Jewelry Marketing Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Larissa Worstiak. On this podcast, I explore topics in digital marketing for jewelry designers and retailers, including branding, content, email, events, social media, and more. This is episode 78, and today I'm going to be sharing the best practices for using Instagram Live effectively for your jewelry brand. Since most people throughout the country and even the world are still on lockdown, jewelry brands can use the platform to connect with customers virtually and offer value in exciting new ways. First, I want to announce that I recently started a private Facebook group called the Joy Joya Jewelry Marketing Community. In this group, jewelry entrepreneurs will be sharing their marketing wins and helping each other brainstorm solutions to their marketing challenges. I'll be moderating the conversation and also offering my own advice and insights. The group is free to join. All you have to do is visit facebook.com slash groups slash jewelry marketing community to request access. In addition, I also wanted to promote Alain Simic's new still life photography courses for jewelry brands. Alain was a guest on episode 29 of this podcast, if you want to go back and hear the interview, and he's doing some really exciting things to serve jewelry entrepreneurs at this time. His behind the lens still life courses are conducted via Zoom and teach the foundations of jewelry photography while equipping participants with the knowledge and advice they need to create high quality social media content using basic photo gear and props. Visit alansimic.com, that's A-L-A-I-N-S-I-M-I-C.com and click behind the lens in the top menu navigation to learn about how you can register and get started with his classes. Before we get to the featured topic of the day, I wanna share some marketing-related news and insights that caught my attention this week. In an effort to help more emerging e-commerce sites compete with the major e-commerce players and shopping searches, Google actually recently reintroduced free listings to the shopping tab of search results pages. According to an article from Practical E-Commerce, quote, the shopping tab now features ads at the top and bottom of the page and the organic free listings are in the middle, similar to how paid and organic search results are layered on the main Google search results page. To get your products featured in the organic search results on Google's shopping tab, you'll first need to complete the free registration process in Google Merchant Center. Then you'll need to upload your product feed, which is pretty easy to do if you're on Shopify because it'll help you um, make it easy to create that product feed. Next, according to Moda Operandi's latest runway report, the online luxury fashion marketplace actually saw a 35% increase in jewelry sales in recent weeks compared to the same time last year. In fact, one of the items they recently sold was a 58,000 piece from designer Irene Neuwirth. Wow. The evidence shows that people are definitely still buying non-essential luxury goods online. 
Another jewelry brand that has actually grown during the coronavirus pandemic is Kendra Scott, which recently announced that its sales during the crisis have surpassed their original projections set for 2020, even when their brick and mortar stores were still open. How have they been able to exceed their original goals? Well, according to one article from Women's Wear Daily, they're doing it through a mix of digital, philanthropic, and community engagement-driven initiatives. If you wanna get the links to the articles I share in this segment of the podcast, you can sign up for my email newsletter by visiting joyjoya.com slash signup, and you'll get a digest every week when a new episode drops. Okay, let's get down to it. Since the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic, more jewelry brands have been opting to replace their lucrative in-person event marketing strategy with a virtual one, taking advantage of free platforms like Instagram Live. Through these platforms, brands are able to connect with their audiences in real time, engaging and interacting with them in a meaningful way. So how can you do this effectively? First, you wanna reconnect with your customer personas. So when was the last time you actually reviewed your customer personas? Typically, when you're developing your customer personas, a jewelry brand should explore things like age, income, shopping habits and motivations, style preferences, brand affinities, and general interests. Once you compile all that information about your target customers, then you can use it to help guide your decisions that you make about marketing, including what to do for your upcoming Instagram live broadcast. Your customer personas will help you decide when to host the live broadcast, since you'll know when customers will be spending their time on the platform, and it'll also give you an idea of the types of topics that you'll wanna cover, since you'll know what interests them the most. In the early days of your jewelry brand, you may have created those initial Um, customer personas, but a lot has probably changed since then. When I ask most jewelry business owners today to describe their target customers, they usually tell me something like, well, I just know, or I can just imagine her in my head. That's the wrong answer. There's so much to explore and uncover about your customers. Furthermore, if you do plan to work with a marketing partner or have a marketing team in the future and you haven't written out your customer personas or really standardized them, then no one is gonna be on the same page and no one will have an idea of who those customers are. So take the time to really write out your customer personas and include them in the marketing plan that you've developed for your business. So now that you have your customer personas ready, you'll wanna watch some live broadcasts to to get to know what's possible with the medium. Seek out and follow jewelry brands that you admire if you're not already doing so. Then whenever they announce a new Instagram live broadcast, take the time to watch at least a few minutes. It's not gonna take that much time out of your day. Just so you can get a sense of what other brands are doing. And then, Keep a running list of what you do and don't like about their live broadcast so you can either borrow from or not do what they're doing. So off the top of my head, I can think of a few 
a few ways that jewelry and fashion brands are currently utilizing Instagram Live, and you'll probably notice this in your own research. These things include virtual trunk shows, behind-the-scenes footage, interviews with their team members, lifestyle content like workouts and even cooking demos, virtual try-on sessions, giveaways, product launches, styling tips, influencer takeovers, cross-promotional partnerships with other brands, tutorials or workshops, interviews with customers, performances, I can't breathe, and more. That's a lot of stuff. The sky's the limit. As long as you can be creative while maintaining alignment with your brand, you can really do anything. Before you come up with that Instagram Live strategy, you'll wanna have a clear goal in mind. So what do you wanna gain from hosting that Instagram Live broadcast? Do you wanna sell products? Do you wanna simply connect with your customers and potentially gain feedback from them? Would you like to promote a new product or collection? Would you like to increase brand awareness and attract new customers to your brand? Your ultimate goal will impact how you decide to approach your broadcast. So be sure to keep that goal in sight during the planning and execution of your live. Next, you'll wanna plan and promote your live event. So the amount of planning you do will really depend on the type of event you're going to host and how much of it will be scripted versus improvised. Regardless, you'll wanna probably prepare some talking points and or notes to keep yourself on track and prevent yourself from stumbling. In addition, you'll wanna aim for a sweet spot of about 10 to 30 minutes for that live, which seems to work best for the platform. Instagram Live can display real-time content up to 60 minutes long, but that's probably a little too long for most audiences that start to lose attention and have other things to do. While some brands choose to do live broadcasts somewhat spontaneously, I think you'll definitely get the best results if you promote your event ahead of time. So to do that, you can announce the date and time in your Instagram stories and in a regular Instagram post. You can also promote it on Facebook and in an email marketing campaign. Promoting the event about two to three days ahead of time is usually sufficient. You don't wanna do it too soon because then people will forget about it, but you also wanna give some lead time so people can prepare and clear their schedules. The day of the event, you can also post about it again in your Instagram stories or regular Instagram feed just to remind people. Now that you've planned and promoted your event, you wanna make sure you really know how the platform works so you, so you reduce your chances of technical difficulties. If you're hosting the broadcast from your own Instagram profile, then you just need to log into the app, visit your main feed, click the camera icon in the top left corner, which you would also use to post a story, and then scroll through the options at the bottom until you see live on the left. When you push that record button, your live will start broadcasting to your audience. If you wanna include someone else in your live, whether you're doing an interview or some kind of collaboration, then that person needs to be watching your live feed and they'll have a prompt to request access to join. So you have to give them permission to join the live feed. Throughout your broadcast, you'll be able to see when new viewers join your feed, and you'll also be able to keep a tally on how many people are watching at any given time. Users will also be able to ask questions or leave comments in real time, and they can react with different emojis. 
after your live broadcast is over, it will actually stay up on your profile for 24 hours. So if someone wasn't able to watch it at the scheduled time, they'll still be able to rewatch it. When you're ready to finally do your broadcast, you wanna prepare yourself and your space. For the past few weeks, my client Julie Lamb has actually been hosting an Instagram Live series for Metal and Smith titled Be Heard with Julie Lamb. Throughout the series, she's been interviewing a whole bunch of independent jewelry designers like Jenny Crane McHugh, Kelly Bello, and others. So prior to the pandemic, Julie was actually really hesitant to embrace video for her own marketing. But now that she's sheltering in place and being the true social butterfly that she is, video is actually offering her a great outlet to stay connected and to interact with her audience. I asked Julie to actually share some of her tips for hosting a successful Instagram Live because she's been doing so many of them. And she has a few important tips. This is what she had to say. Quote, first, the light should be in your eyes. Don't be backlit or you'll be too dark. You may even want to invest in a light ring. Side note, you can buy them for pretty cheap on Amazon. Smile when you begin your broadcast since your expression will be the first thing viewers see in the video preview. Prepare talking points and keep them nearby. And if you're doing an interview or sharing the live with another person, don't talk over that person. You'll definitely want to embrace imperfection. And I have been learning this myself over the past few weeks with platforms like Zoom and everything else. Things have been going wrong and I am so much a perfectionist, but I've just had to roll with it. So despite your best efforts, probably something will happen um, because technology is just imperfect and fails us sometimes. So Julie definitely reminds users to just embrace that imperfection and learn how to improvise since you'll need to think on your feet, especially when your best laid plans get thrown out the window. Most people watching Instagram live broadcasts realize that it's a casual medium, so they're not expecting super high production value. As long as the video feed is clear and people can hear you, they'll ignore most other blips. So that's just to make you feel a little more comfortable about doing it. Have you tried hosting an Instagram Live during the coronavirus pandemic? Which approach did you choose and were you satisfied with the response and results? Are you thinking about hosting one but feel a little bit nervous about the platform? I wanna hear any and all of your thoughts. You can always email me Larissa, L-A-R-Y-S-S-A at joyjoya.com to connect with me. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information about marketing services for your jewelry brand, visit joyjoya.com where you can download our free ebook, Proven Conversion Strategies for E-Commerce Jewelry Retailers.